Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that gives you a bird's-eye view of history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about a landmark day in aviation, the one when human beings took to the skies for the first time with the help of a balloon and a lot of hot air. The day was November 21st, 1783. At a public demonstration in Paris, two volunteers embarked on the first free ascent in a hot air balloon. The fearless passengers were French aristocrat Francois Laurent d'Arlandais and physicist Jean-Francois Pilatre de Rosier. The pair took off in a cloth balloon and traveled roughly five and a half miles through the center of Paris to the suburbs. They were in the air for about 25 minutes, completely untethered from the ground below. The age-old dream of human flight had finally become a reality. The historic event was organized by Jacques Etienne and Joseph Michel Montgolfier, a pair of brothers who ran a successful paper business in southern France. They were inspired to invent the world's first successful hot air balloon, after observing how heated air caused paper and fabric to rise. According to some historians, that realization came in 1782, when Joseph Michel was watching his wife's laundry dry over a fire. He noticed how her undergarments would billow and rise as the fire grew hotter. That led him to wonder whether a big enough sack of air could lift a human being in the same way. 
He told his younger brother about the idea, and together they began experimenting with lighter-than-air devices. After a bit of trial and error, the Montgolfiers succeeded in creating their first functional hot air balloon, something they described as, quote, a cloud in a paper bag. The brothers gave the first public demonstration of their invention on June 4, 1783. It was staged in the city of Annonay in southern France, not far from the Montgolfiers' papermaking business. Although the paper and sackcloth balloon was theoretically capable of carrying passengers, the brothers played it safe and sent it up unmanned. In a testament to their smart design, the 500-pound balloon rose nearly 6,000 feet in the air and remained aloft for 10 minutes. It was an impressive achievement, especially since the brothers were amateur scientists at best. For example, they actually thought it was the smoke from the fire that made the balloon rise, rather than air heated by the fire. That's why, when the Montgolfiers launched their balloon that summer, they made sure to build the biggest, smokiest bonfire they could. They chucked in piles of wool, rabbit skins, straw, even old shoes. The resulting fire was way smokier than it needed to be, but it still got the job done. The brothers' misunderstanding didn't hinder their future successes either. After the unmanned flight in Annonay, word of their invention spread across the country, and arrangements were quickly made for another demonstration, this time in the courtyard of the Palace of Versailles in Paris. By the day of that second flight, September 19th, the Montgolfiers had perfected their shoe-burning technique and felt confident enough to send up a few passengers. However, the effects of altitude on humans were still unknown, so no one was exactly eager to volunteer. King Louis XVI was one of the 130,000 or so spectators in attendance that day. He offered to provide two condemned prisoners to use in the test flight, but thankfully the Montgolfiers were able to talk him out of it. In lieu of human passengers, the brothers suspended a little cage beneath the balloon and loaded it with a sheep, a rooster, and a duck. The crowd watched with delight as the enormous blue balloon lifted the animals high into the air and traveled two miles before touching down again with all its passengers unharmed. Remarkably, the decision to send barnyard animals on a balloon flight over Paris wasn't as silly as it sounds. In terms of physiology, sheep have many similarities to humans and are susceptible to many of the same medical conditions. So if the animal had been hurt by its exposure to high altitudes, then there was a strong chance a human would be as well. As for the duck and the rooster, they were included in the experiment as controls, a bird that was capable of flying at high altitudes and a bird that was not. The altitude's effect on those animals, or in this case the lack of effect, provided further proof that a human could endure the same conditions. Speaking of which, the Montgolfiers managed to get a human airborne for the first time on October 15, 1783. Jacques himself became the first human to ascend into the sky when he made a tethered flight from the yard of his workshop. Later that same day, local physicist and eager volunteer Jean-Francois Pilatre de Rosier became the second person to fly, when he also made a brief test flight while tethered to the end of an 80-foot rope. In the weeks that followed, Desrosiers and his pilot, Francois Laurent d'Arlandais, 
made several more tethered test flights to get the hang of controlling the balloon. Then, on November 21st, 1783, they were finally ready for the real thing. The men appeared before a large, excited crowd on the grounds of a royal hunting lodge on the western edge of Paris. The daring aeronauts took their places on a circular wooden platform attached to the bottom of the balloon. Then they began feeding the fire by stuffing handfuls of wool and straw through openings on either side of the balloon's skirt. As the air inside grew hotter, the balloon gradually began to rise into the air, and the first humans to experience free flight rose with it. American statesman Benjamin Franklin was among the many who witnessed the balloon's historic takeoff. He later recalled the event in his journal, writing, quote, We observed it lift off in the most majestic manner. When it reached around 250 feet in altitude, the intrepid voyagers lowered their hats to salute the spectators. We could not help feeling a certain mixture of awe and admiration. De Rosier and Darlande flew the balloon without incident for nearly half an hour, but had to cut the trip short when burning ash set fire to the balloon's fabric. Still, even with a hasty landing, the flight was a resounding success. The Montgolfier brothers were honored by the French Académie des Sciences for their achievement, and the pilots earned eternal bragging rights as the first human beings to fly. Unfortunately, De Rosier also earned a far less prestigious title less than two years later. On June 15, 1785, the physicist-turned-daredevil was attempting to fly across the English Channel in a balloon filled with the deadly combination of hot air and hydrogen. De Rosier died in the resulting explosion, making him the first flight fatality in human history. Other aeronauts learned from the tragedy and began making improvements to the design, controls, and fuel source of their balloons. In no time at all, people were taking to the skies in droves, some for thrills, some for leisure, and many for science. Atmospheric chemists especially made full use of the practical applications of hot air balloons. They used them in all kinds of experiments, measuring dew points and magnetic fields and testing the properties of various gases. In that way, humans gradually expanded our understanding of the miles and miles of air above our heads. That new perspective led to a firmer grasp of air currents, geography, weather patterns, and aerodynamics, considerations that would be crucial to the later development of airplanes. For now, though, we'll let the Montgolfiers enjoy their moment and save the Wright brothers and their story for another day. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHCshow. And if you have any feedback you'd like to share, you can also write to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Hey. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.